Ahoy everybody, uh, welcome back to another Sack Manager. I'm John. And I'm John. Uh, this is episode 97, would you believe? <laughs> um, was, is, would, would this be season five? This is season, season six. six. Oh, Jesus. started when Potch was there. <laughs> That's how so, he's got his job. Has it been six years since Pochettino's been with us? This is, this is, no, it's been five years, but this is going into six. season six. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I remember our first one was in his first season, and we, when we were trying to get this set up, we may have missed the first maybe two or three weeks, and then it was the Arsenal game. And then we had to really go, no, we have to podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, have you got? Have you come up with as per protocols? Have you come up with a uh, with a title for this week? Well, I wanted to call it uh, "It's Back and So Are We." <laughs> well, normally I ask you why why you would do that, but obviously, the, oh, it's, that one's is, is that a bit of an exaggeration because of when our last one was, which was like in April. April. Yeah. Well, it's well, we're in August now. Yeah. So, so just going back to April, I think if we uh, from my memory <laughs> we were talking about how um you know i think you were quite bullish you were saying oh you know we're going to you know in the reader we're going to beat burnley we're going to beat wolves we're going to you know we end up losing all those games and maybe picked up an unexpected win against like um, i can't remember who it was but uh, but we sort of limped into you know the the top four and obviously the, the whole Champions League thing. Which we were um, going to podcast about, but it ended up we, we didn't. Things, I think there was three yeah, weeks just where we were going to, just things didn't work out. Yeah, things just didn't work out. Um, Equipment was forgotten. Well, that was, yeah, okay. So once <laughs> I, uh, I I brought all, you know, the, um, all the equipment and so forth, but I forgot the microphones. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll put my hand up one but and, and there, take that. There yes. was lots of other stuff happening, so. Yeah, because it's been quite a long time. I mean, April, you got May, June. And, and obviously, once you get to the, the, once we got to that Champions League and we thought, you know, do we do like a one just beforehand? And, and for some reason, I'm not quite sure why we didn't do one that week, but it just never... <laughs> like all the other weeks we didn't do. Yeah. But, but then in the aftermath um, of that, um, I think even though I, I left it behind, I think there was still a little bit of disappointment. And it's just like, you know what, let's just uh, start well, afresh th- when the season's I think I think that's the bit. I think we don't like to podcast... When we're disappointed, you know, yeah. just because it's our podcast, <laughs> so we do what we want. But yeah, no, we don't. We're not a journalistic service or something. We're just two blokes just talking about Spurs. So yeah, yeah, we weren't really in the mood as well. That's why I think, I think we tried for three weeks to do one, and it was like, oh well, don't worry about it, because well, you want to talk about that game, even though we should have won. But that's just my opinion. Obviously, our experience on the day, we, uh, oh, we, we've we mentioned on, on on some of our episodes that we have a few Liverpool cronies, cronies. That, that are in yeah. they're in the office and we uh, met up with a, with a couple of them um, and, you know, sort of did the thing. Um, we went to, what is it, the Zagabis here in um, in Caulfield, I guess, well, I was which, is probably, which is probably the closest sort of, you know, middle sort of area where everyone's sort of coming yeah. from. And it was packed. Well, I, I I must admit, like I I just thought, oh, you know, we'll we'll probably just be on a little table. I thought there'd be something. no one there. Yeah, 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 and and that's what I was saying to the the other guys. I said, as long as we can, you know, can you ring them up and just say, you know, if they've got like a pizza, you know, <laughs> they, will they will they make a pizza at like at like yeah three thirty in the morning for us <laughs> to uh, 
you know. But um, when we got there, it was yeah, there must have been over a thousand. Oh man, maybe because maybe, it was different floors as well. It wasn't just one floor. It yeah. was all over the place. It must have been it was the first time. I, I'm pretty sure I've been there before, but it's been a long. Yeah, maybe in the nineties or something like that. You know, yeah. <laughs> as a kid, but but. Um, I don't. I haven't been there in such a long time, and um, yeah. So when you walk in, you've got to go upstairs, downstairs, and I think there's like was there three levels, and we yeah, we went into the basement sort of area. Well, our Liverpool cronies were down there, and they one of them came to find us, and then they had a pretty good spot there anyway. So yeah. we stayed there. It was a lot of Liverpool fans um, there. I would say we were easily outnumbered, what, 20 to 1? Just about. Yeah, maybe even 25 to 1. It was well, there was more Koreans going for sun than Spurs. Well, yeah, 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 that's it. Anyone that's, because, uh, you know, like where it is, it's like a uh, like Monash University, and that's, you know, the, it's like the university town, I guess. Yeah, it was, and, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of um, uh, a lot of the Asian students that, you know, whether they've come from overseas, but they, you know, they renting out apartments in the yeah, area, right, so yeah. they would have just gone down there, especially to see the game. Or to see Sun. Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah, that was disappointing. But I suppose, overall, it was a good achievement to get to that point. Um, we're not we're Spurs, so we never sort of <laughs> win them straight away. We need a few goes, but... To actually... We need to, it's almost like, you know, every, you know, for us to get somewhere, there needs to be pain... But pain upon, uh, upon pain. Oh, we and almost... What was it every round and at least three of the uh, group stage where we were only five to ten minutes away from being eliminated and we just kept on sneaking in. And with that final, when we picked up the pace for the last 10, 12 minutes, do you remember that? It's like we were really going for it. I thought, here it comes. But then the sucker punch. Yeah, well... And then, then it was done, and then and it's like, dodge, I just couldn't get out of there dodgy penalty to me. Typical thing for us to suffer. That oh, was, the Sissoko thing in the 31st oh, Yeah, seconds. yeah, that was no way. For me, it wasn't. And, and you know what? In normal games, if that had happened in the first minute, most referees would just wave it away because it's the first minute and, and so forth. Not our Mr. Rulebook. He, and mm. I still didn't think it was a penalty anyway, but... I'll live with that shame. Yeah, no point going over and... Um... Oh, we are, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, I, I guess it's a good sort of segue into the next part that we want to talk about, which is, I guess, like the recently... Uh, uh, we'll get to the game in a second, but obviously we haven't, did, we haven't had the chance... <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had the chance to go through the transfer period. Now... Lots of names, you know, like, you know, it, probably more names. Like, it was akin to, like, the 90s. Remember in the 90s, you'd pick up the newspaper over here, like, you know, if you didn't have the internet and all that sort of thing, and you'd be picking up, and there'd be all these sort of names being all always names, linked yeah. always, always linked with Spurs. Even in the early 2000s, you know, I can remember, you know, that whether it was the the Nuno Gomez's or the Darren Bents or, or whoever it would be, you know, just, you know, we're always... But, yeah, in the last sort of five or six years... Nothing. It's been really, really quite dried up. And well, over because of clubs like Man United, Liverpool, Manchester City, where they would buy half a dozen players. You know, the landscape just sort of changed, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they there wasn't too much talk about them and a lot about Spurs actually. Mm. So, so that, that was nice. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, for us to be, I, I remember saying to you that this is a chance. Like, like, especially when all the the Dabala 
um, oh, from, from Juventus sort of thing came out. And I said, you know what? Like, I think you you even said to me a couple of times, and, and Craig did here as well, was saying to me, you know, do we actually need do we actually need him? And and I would say, well, yes. Well, we <laughs> yes. We, 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 <laughs> well, well, we, we need to thicken the squad because we know. I, I just don't want to go down the line of like last year having these injuries and having to really just roll the dice with the last chance uh, saloon just yeah. like, and, and like be basically having 11 players and then just kids on the bench in, in the Champions League. That's not what we're, that's not what, how we should be doing this. We, we need to have a bigger squad. Um, obviously, you know, the Bruno Fernandes is that we were, you know, from Sporting Lisbon that we were heavily, you know, that to me that seemed to be the one that made the most sense to be quite honest. Um, we obviously ended up getting you know, uh, Giovanni Lo Celso, I think. Well, look at that. <laughs> I think that's his Welcome name. to SPS. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, from, from, from Betis. And we'll get into that transfer because it's quite an interesting one. Actually, let's talk about it now. <laughs> so, obviously, you know, the, the, the whole thing about it, it was off and then it was on. And, yeah. then, and it was sort of like, the, you know, Batiste was sort of saying it was very difficult to deal with Levy. Well, hello, surprise, that, that, surprise right now, you're not the first and you certainly won't be the last to, to say that. But I think the way that they've, that, they've, that they've constructed this loan deal, you know, there's no doubt that this loan deal feels more like a, um, like a full purchase, given that um, Batiste had already purchased a replacement replacement player. So when when that sort of happens, you already know that for clubs like that who really can't afford to have too many big-name players, I mean, La Celso is an Argentine international, um, that the whole thing about the loan deal and the and the pre-agreement or the that they have with uh, PSG, which is the his former club, obviously, when most of the transfers go through, you have yeah. um, the sell-on clauses and so forth. This one was set at, like, I think 20%. But there must have been some sort of, um, you know, entanglement where uh, I think how it's sort of been reported is that um, Levy is somehow engineered or with Betis to have a um, uh, to have the loan deal. Obviously, the loan deal is a little bit. It's, it would probably be smaller. I don't know, say six million pounds, and so only twenty percent of that goes to. Yeah. And then, and then you know, obviously, there's another way to get. To get the full transfer over the line, but it, well, that's how it's. That's how I kind of read the situation. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but wouldn't it be you know that like in the day in, in these sort of like legal 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 days, you know, with all these contracts and say, well, people putting in you know eighty million dollar buyout clauses and all that sort of thing, that you know that you would protect yourself against something like this. Well, I'm sure there's something there. I think with the loan deal as well is that the good thing for Spurs is, okay, we have to pay money to bring him over and also pay his wages, but also that if he doesn't have a good season, if he doesn't acclimatise to the English league very in that season, we can we can send him back. I, I, just, I just feel that there is maybe a handshake agreement done in the cheese room. Oh, yeah. Room. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But there's yeah, just you know, a that, that, that this is going to be a... Yeah. Well, look... And that this arrangement was, that talk, was okay yeah. with Betis because they get to profit a little bit more of the transfer yeah. kitty rather than giving 20% of $55 million. Well, they, they'll get some money for putting him on loan um, and Spurs will pay that. And then um, 
they can they don't have to pay his wages and um, it depends what happens I mm. mean it seems like he'll he'll be staying and we'll be buying him sort of come mm. the end of the season but yeah. who knows in the lead up to all this I think one of the main things that I was flipping tables about was that with the Champions League and being uh, linked with Dabala, and there's no doubt that there was some serious things. And I think at one stage he was probably quite keen to come over. Um, I just thought that this was a chance for us to put our... It's not every It's not every year that you make the Champions League final. We've only ever done it once. And to cash in on that by, you know, what it does, it, it, you know, you get the best players attracted to you when you show them at least they're like in previous seasons that hasn't always been the case yes true and i just felt that if levy was if 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 all of a sudden you know because of the image rights saga and and you know high wages and and all that sort of thing i i felt it wasn't about whether we need him or not but we needed to put a line in the sand and say we've actually arrived here like we've we've threatened, you know, the, the the top four over the past like four or five seasons, but now we are a Champions League team. We are established. We're as good as any of the other continental clubs. We're probably online right now, not history wise as far as Champions League is concerned, but with you know the AC Milan's and the Inter Milan's and so forth. We're on that level now as far as um, playing in these in these big games. Perhaps. Perhaps. Don't forget, we've replaced clubs who have been in there for 15 seasons or something and achieved just as much as us. So, look, for us to get into a final was a great achievement after, I don't know, three or four years of being in there regularly. And you're right, it basically... I'm always right. Quiet silence there. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um, But it's something that, yeah, to make the final was a bigger achievement than actually being there year, year in, year out, because it establishes something that, look, this, this team on their day is capable of reaching the final, and the way that Tottenham made it was incredible as well. You know, we sort of, we, we broke lots of hearts along the way, which made us happy. Um, but uh, it sort of, show, sort of all that drama and so forth would attract, like you said, players. It, it's the, the next step for that is actually to be able to afford their wages, and that's well, the isn't that step. the whole thing behind this? This stadium is as much a selling point um, to uh, to fans who buy the season's tickets, and to you know people like us that would you know hopefully one day make the pilgrimage out there and to see a few more games. I mean, I've I've been over there. You you haven't. You're not a true fan, but <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> but but that's but that's what I mean. But but. The overall thing is that the financial thing, you know, like how many, how many millions of pounds are we well, making we need, each game? It, uh, building a stadium establishes that at ground level, uh, but most big clubs now don't get the majority of their revenue from their ground. There's all that other commercial stuff that is the serious money, um, <clears throat> you know, either merchandise or basically, you know, official sponsors like Man United who have got... I don't know, official pickle sponsor in Indonesia or something. You know, they've got all this commercial stuff behind them and that's where the money comes from. And I don't want to Spurs to get to that ridiculous level where everyone's sort of associated with your club in one way or another. But 
having your ground is a start, it's not the end. So achieving success through the Champions League means basically being on the TV more more than not. Mm. And that will that's where the money comes from. It's basically television. And that's why this Premier League is the way it is because mid-level clubs and lower-level clubs can buy decent players, you know, from across Europe because the, the television money is ridiculous. You know, it's not many clubs outside of the elite in the other countries who could afford some of these. So you're looking at Leicester buying, you know, classy players because the, the TV money, and that's where the serious money is. And that's where, with a big stadium, um, with all the traffics and so forth, then that sponsorship money will come. And don't forget, we still haven't got, na- we haven't got a, a, a company with naming rights on the actual stadium yet. So, obviously, Levy's working on that and trying to maximise what he he'll get, and it will be a big number. Yeah. So yeah. that's what, and also the and the. Uh, the NFL with those games that will be coming there and eventually I think and there's always been talk of a NFL side relocating, relocating yeah. to London and that is the perfect stadium you don't want Wembley um, you want something that's nice and compact and basically the way it's been built that you have a plastic pitch there already so um, once if if a club does relocate yeah. that's the best place and then basically the amount of money that this that deal will be, because NFL is probably what the richest competition in the world. I would I think. say so, yeah. Right up there. Um, the amount of money to make this a success will mean that um, you know Spurs will see some of that money. You know yeah. what I mean? There's that's that's the cleverness of that stadium is to be able to do other stuff on it, and they can have concerts as well there, and you won't damage the pitch because you just stick the plastic one in there. Yeah. You know, it's just forward thinking of a club. And um, it's basically upper stakeholders to make it a long-term success. And that's the thing. And that's why we always have to be careful when we buy players. But I think Levy sort of come to that notion and the understanding that to make money, you need to spend money. Mm. So I think uh, (laughs) that's what I think he's trying to do that. Uh, so just let's finish off the rest of the transfer. So Sessignon from Fulham, for the last couple of years he's We've been, been he's threatened. Yeah. yeah, so he's he's come over, um, not quite fully fit yet, um, as far as an injury, a persisting injury. So, but I think acceptable. Yes, yes. Um, uh, and who else was there? There was obviously Jack Clark, who 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 came over. Homesick pretty quickly. Uh, yes, yes. And then Ndombele, who has made a... Immediate. Uh, I, I, I think so. And, and even like his first touch against um, Milan in the... Was it Milan? Oh, I don't was know. It I, can't, I can't remember who it was now. It seems so long ago. All three weeks ago, whatever. <laughs> um, it came on and, um, you know, by looks to have had a, a very good sort of pre-season. Obviously started on the weekend. On the flip side, there's still maybe one or two weeks of this of the the rest of the Europe sort of transfer window, yeah. you know. So, and I guess this this is where I start to have a few palpitations. Is that and and I, and I actually like the fact that we have all our players before the season starts. I like that. I, I that's 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 just my personal. There's probably a lot of people that don't like that. They want to have the window 
happening because what it does is that there's a lot of unknown. So Benny Rose has been, you know, didn't come out on, on the preseason tour has, has, you know, been, you know, sort of said, if you want to go shop, shop yourself around and see what you can do, you know, I think he was offered to Barcelona or PSG. I think PSG actually did show some, some interest yeah, in their, their Newcastle were put off by his wage demands. Um, um, well, yeah, so there was, yeah, sorry. He's one of the ones that could play overseas. Yeah. So it's not one of the ones where uh, there might be players there who don't even look like yeah. leaving the Premier I mean, Toby Alderweireld, Toby. Yeah. Uh, I am surprised th- no one's bought him for 25 or what it was. Yeah. That was another strange one. I think people are looking at that 31, go pushing 32 and thinking 25 million. Yeah. Oh, but 25 million, million, 25 million is the old five or the old <laughs> 2.5, you know, from 2001. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous, but yeah, the, exactly. yeah. So that one, I'm, that one, I'm not too concerned about because I think I, he'll I, stay. I, I, yeah, yeah. This, this is what I mean. Yeah, I think he'll stay, um, and I can actually see us, you know, like having a very successful season, and, and them saying, you know, there's a contract here. Um, this is the offer. Now he'll go out and chase up, but you know, really, you know, he might just end up saying, you know what. I'll just finish my my career here, whether it's one or two years, on that contract. You know, Maybe, yeah. I mean, who's going to be basing their their sort of side? When you think about the clubs that are primed for success, like you know whether whether it's a Liverpool, whether it's a Man U, whether it's a PSG, whether it's a you know the ones that that were um, that after him were probably after a lot of experience and stuff, but not necessarily vying for the same trophies that we are. So like Euromas and and so forth. You know, like sort of like the yeah, the the mid to upper table Serie A, but when you're dealing with Juventus and and the two Milan sides, you Lazio's and and so forth. I mean, it's a very sort of cutthroat competition. Um, and then of course there's the whole Ericsson factor. Um, as it turns out, you know, I I really do feel, and and this is the one that sort of hurts a little bit. You know, it was almost to the point where I actually was thinking to myself geez, just get rid of him if he doesn't want to be here. Just, you know, but I don't think that's the issue. The issue is where he wants to go. And obviously Man United, I, I really didn't want him to go there. If he's going to go, just go overseas, overseas where you don't hurt us <laughs> apart from the Champions League final. But, you know, obviously he didn't want, he didn't want to go there. And it, it seems to me that the wages isn't, isn't an issue. It's more about where can he get to? Will it be Spain? Will it be, you know... Now... If you think about the Betis, you know, like with the whole Celso thing, you know, they went out and got someone and then were able to do that. You know, we already needed somebody to sort of come in for reinforcements, to even just to freshen up the squad. Um, I, what, what I don't want to see is for him to go and where then we're one, we're one, you know, player, player behind. That's why I, I really thought to myself... If we had have just made that investment in Fernandez, um, Bruno, if you will, from Sporting Lisbon, you know who was that? You know, attacking creative midfielder. Uh, that that could have just you know just given us a little bit of insurance. Now I know it's a lot of it's a lot of money, but what that is what that would have basically said to us is that hey, Ericsson is leaving, 
there's a part of me that actually thinks he's not leaving, that he'll he'll go on a free transfer at the end of the season, or at least in January. Is that when his contract finishes at yeah. the end of the season? Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe he's, he's waiting for that, but then that means there's one less... Because I'm sure he's 29 or 30 now, or I'm not too sure. Well, he's been with us, what, seven years? Just about. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So I'm thinking he's getting close to that magic. He was one of the original um, Magnificent Seven. Oh, boy, not many of those left. Yeah. Some of them didn't even, didn't even finish the season. Um, no, look, it, he, it's strange because he, he doesn't come across like an aggressive person where he, this is where I want to go. And then some of this talk about going to Real Madrid may could have been. Well, he was his, quite open about it. That, 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 that was the thing, you know. You don't know saying. whether who sort of spoke in his ear to say, you can go here, you can go he here. He reminded me a bit of Modric. Remember when Modric was the, you know, had his head turned and he wanted to at one stage go to Chelsea and then, you know, was a, but he he you know he was too afraid to you know to really sort of push mm. push Spurs to and he didn't do it because and because I think that's just the nature of the guy and you know you, you can see what class he's he's all about you know obviously um, with what he's done since then but Ericsson was sort of the same you know he doesn't he didn't want to burn his bridges he's quite you know he, there is no reason for him to get um, ratty with ratty with the club and push something through to the point where you would never be welcome back or you know you know something like, yeah, it's a bit like Berbatov you know you know, well, Berbatov you, has been invited yeah back. yeah yeah I, and that you know, I was talking to someone here at work you know who's sort of in the same department of me and a Spurs fan yes and we were talking about Berbatov and I said we had that chance to bring him back and I know you were quite against it but I really wanted him back and I think he would have made a big difference and I was ready to forgive him because of the excitement that he had created the first time and I'm thinking what we need is a, he would be a great clever he's a clever player mm. so if he was just coming off the bench you know because we wanted that sort of experienced guy that you were so fond of coming on off the bench doing his, the end of his well that, been, that Fernando Lorente type got us into the Champions League well I think someone like um, Berbatov, who is mm-hmm. basically, who was much more skillful and I think cleverer, would have done, would have been ideal for us. Oh, but I, that's, I, that's gone. That's sort of ancient issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? He would have been, um, if, been perfect. If, and If that deal was, you know, that, that deal that was five years ago was there last season or whenever we first got um, Lorente, I think that, I think that he... Uh, he would have been better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, because that's perfect. That's exactly what we want. A very clever, experienced yes. player who doesn't need to play every game, um, but he can come off the bench and almost make things happen because of his brain. And I'm thinking that's the kind of player we need. If Harry Kane's going to be fully fit... Mm. That's some kind of player that we need on the bench. So, so tell me, even though the transfer window has shut for players coming in, if someone is on a free transfer, can they sign for us? I don't know. Could be because there's a whole Lorente thing, which is still. Um, so my my sources tell me <laughs> <laughs> the chili sauce. Yeah, yeah, that there is an open contract there on the table. Um, he's out there looking at what's available to him, yeah, not with a club at the moment. And I know that, um, man, you were interested in him. 
uh, which <laughs> for, me does, for me doesn't for me doesn't make any sense. In. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But but I think they see what he has done for us in those clutch moments, and I think that's what they missed. That's probably what they're thinking that they missed last season is someone to come off the bench and actually influence games. And that's yeah, I, I think the guy was amazing for us, and I. And, and I would like him to come back. If he came back, I, I would say, yeah, by all means, just... Would you get his name on the shirt if he came back? Yes. Well, you heard it here. You know, this, we're recording this. <laughs> it's a waste oh, of it's a big, I was a big fan. I, I, I just think that he was, you know, he's a, he's a name that you would, you know, in 10 years, you, 10 years' time, you walk down the street, you got it. Oh, I remember that guy. He, look at the great stuff that he did for us, you know, getting us into the Champions League. A flick here, a flick there, you know. Yeah. You've turned him into a god. Well, he is. Some of these flicks were lucky. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He was looking the other way and he but hit his bum. But you've got to be there to, to perform them. Oh, and boy. Whether it's the, the juggle goal or whatever. You Those know. missed headers. Yeah, yeah. Well, look. So, so uh, look, what I wanted to do was maybe just ask you, um, of those three players, okay, in ten words or less, what happens with Rose? Well, look. If Rose goes, he'll go overseas. But but, do you see that happening? Not at the moment. It's almost like that he's a playing. Yep. And the same with Ericsson. That's it's sometimes with Pochettino. If you want to go, or if you're not happy with the situation, he gets rid of you or he drops you. But do you remember Townsend when he had that altercation yep. with one of the coaches? Perez, never played yeah. again. Found him, sold him. Because there's a certain respect that you need to have. Well, that's kind of similar to the whole Trippier thing. Something's happened at the club. Yeah. And because I thought twenty million was very unders for him, um, and but they just want to get him get get the cancer, almost the cancer, out of the club. It, it we won't know for unless for a, for a while what happened there. Mm. Um, maybe just Pochettino had had enough of him as Watch well out for the uh, for the the um, well, was Kieran like, Trippier biography. Well, yes. Well, don't forget, he had a good World Cup. And then after that, I think he was just living on those memories and he didn't perform and maybe Pochettino said, well, no, you're not, you know, you're not that player that I'm expecting. So who knows what happened? But we'll find out in the future, obviously. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm not too bothered. We've got a, a kid who's come in and who's going to be a better player, a faster mm. player. Um, though whether he can learn... Because he's a left back, but maybe Posh can show him he can learn to play both left and right. Yeah. Who knows? So, uh, so we know what, what what's happening. Well, you're giving us what's going to happen to Rose. Um, the only way he the only way he can, he can go overseas, I can't see Spurs putting him, sending him on loan somewhere, and in you know because I think he's still loan players. Mm-hmm. Um, so so, Toby, so Toby stays. I think we're both kind of yeah. yeah. Tomorrow we'll read the we'll turn on your phone. And go, oh, he's left. So finally, what happens to Ericsson? Well, he the issue with I think Pochettino is a little bit hurt by him because of his talk of wanting to go, um, and I think some of that has played where a part in his. I don't know. He doesn't seem to have had much of a. Pre-season, um, I'm not too sure, but um, they're not starting him. But that's they're not starting him on the weekend with something else altogether. Um, 
he's a player that in our squad we don't really have someone like that you know that sort of touch player who can read the game not yet anyway um and some we have to wait and see what you know how do you say Lokelos or Lucelso what's that <laughs> anyway him um, we, I don't know he doesn't look like a Ericsson type of player he's more like a dynamic going forward type of player from the little that I've seen of those highlights so we don't have a player like that so if he doesn't go anywhere we might as well just keep him yeah you know but I don't but I don't think it's it's a matter of keeping it's a matter of if 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 something comes through from Atletico Madrid even you know and they say you know hey oh yeah and then I think Levy will sell and but but then once again that leaves us one short, and I know that we've got one, we've got a couple in, but remember, we've lost Musa Dembele, you know, we've lost, yeah, different type of players, I suppose, yeah, but 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 but, but numbers, we're all I was, this was about you, fattening the squad, yeah, no, but don't forget as well that there's only the squads for the Champions League is probably what 25 players, the, the one for the Premier League is 25 players, so you can choose whoever you want. It doesn't matter how big your squad is, you're still going to try and get your best 25. And I think adding these players will mean we didn't really get rid of too much this summer. Um, so that squad is fattening like a goose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it takes time. You yeah. can't bring in... We The biggest mistake we made was when we sold Bale and then we got seven players for that money. And that's almost like a whole new team. And they ate don't know each other, have not played with it, you know, together. I was going to play with each other, but anyway. Uh, um, you know what I mean? Foreign. It's going to take you ages, months, before these, this team clicks. And it, it took a new manager before they clicked. But you know what I mean? It's you, you have to be careful of how many players you bring in. I think that we brought in three um, quality players. It's good for Spurs, considering... We haven't really brought that many players in. Um, though I am surprised that we didn't get a defender, a centre-back. Only because I know we've got Foyth and I know we've got um, Sanchez. Yeah. And, and, Dyer, and, and, and I think I think now Dyer must you know, potentially be a... Yeah, centre-back. Yeah. Because now that we've brought the players that we have... There really isn't much space for him. And Mr. Soko having a great season last year, I can't see, unless there's, we have um, a dire injury um, problem. Mm. Did, you see, did you hear that? Yes, I did. It was terrible. Sorry. Yeah, it was. That's why I'm not <laughs> clapping. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? We, we need major a major injury scare before he plays in midfield. Yeah. And I think hopefully he's come to the realisation that he's going to go back to what he was, which was a centre-back. And his touch is very good for a centre-back too. And remember he played centre-back and then he scored a couple of goals early on when he, in his first season. That's something a powerful guy coming in through the back mm. it will do us a lot of good. And also, for him as a player, I don't think he can read the game as well in, in midfield where you almost have to have a 360 vision. As a defender, it's whatever's in front of you. And I think he's better than that. He's better at that. Yeah. So um, I like him, but we want him to uh, 
decide that he's going to play back or else he'll yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, interesting. What interesting. do you think about him? Uh, I think you just got to we just got to keep him. I mean, but he's certainly not in our first our first choice eleven. Well, he, or, uh, you, know, you know, and as far as coming off the bench, he would probably be maybe number three down the pecking order now. Could be, especially in central in midfield, if he realizes if he wants, he might not want, he might want to, he might go. You know, you don't know, but for him to stay at Spurs, he has to be a, a centre back. Uh, because well it's 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 the one thing in the well that's what he was recruited recruited exactly. to be as and uh, and with the opportunities in the midfield drying up um, or he can they can put him in as right back if we have issue, issues there yeah. because he can cross the board remember when he's played a right back a few times he can really cross he's probably one of our better crosses consistently yeah. And um, well, well, I know when he was playing like um, like a defensive midfielder for us, you know, maybe not so much last year, but maybe the year before, even the year before that, him sort of coming forward, um, getting the ball just on the, um, yeah, maybe ten out from the edge of the box and just whipping in crosses. It's a bit like ben, it's, a bit, it's a bit like Ben Davis when he was um, maybe a, maybe eighteen months ago when he really sort of was hitting his straps. He was an unbelievable crosser of the ball. Yeah, yeah. And I've always said, and you can go back through all the episodes that I'm we've done. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but, but, I, but I've always said that I think that's one of our weaknesses, is that, you know... Um, and we the, saw it we don't on the weekend a, too. I mean, you, you think about, like, um, guys that have played for, for some clubs that were sort of, like, not great players, you know, um, good for, like, you know, like a Wolves. Like, you know, like a, there was, like, that Matt Jarvis guy... Um, who played at like Wolves and so forth, but geez, he could cross the ball. But we just don't seem to have that. It's funny because it's a skill that can be learnt by basically give him a hundred balls and just cross them. You know what? And what Beckham used to do, he would just cross and practice. And it's like, well, look at these games that we've played in the past, and we could talk about, and we'll talk about. The weekend's game, which we had the same issues with. Yeah. There's none of these players when it's needed, even from corners, where they can actually whip it in at a pace and at a at a height that makes it look very dangerous. And all you need to do is basically, especially with corners, which is a dead ball situation, it's not like you're running with the ball, that you can practice this. And why does it like someone like Garrison looks fantastic crossing the ball and doing all that, you know, curvy ball stuff? In training and come the game, he's hitting the first defender. Which when he came on, he, he took a corner and was like, "Here we go!" And then bang straight at the first. Like, oh, same old, same old. Yeah. And it, it, you know what I mean? It's kind of like why after training, don't don't they get out all the balls and just cross, cross, cross? Yeah, yeah. You know. But I think now it's all about is the sports science and all that sort of thing. Uh, practice makes perfect. Yeah, I, look, I agree. I agree. Um, let's quickly digress from that and <laughs> uh, go into the game. So yes. you got, so you got five minutes to wrap this up. <laughs> like I'm a fast talk. Yeah. Um, and look, look, we've it's been half an hour, maybe a bit longer than that. Really? Yes. So, but. You know, we haven't been we haven't been on on the airwaves 
our dulcet tones haven't been on the airwaves since April, so um, it's we, a little bit to get off our chest. So apologies to our listeners. Yeah. Um, okay, opening opening day of the season. It's been a long time since we've. It seems that we've had a a home opener. You're right. I yeah. Think you're right. Um, how did you see? This game against the newly promoted Aston Villa. Well, the cliche, a game of two halves, cliche that it is, was obvious in this game. And the reason, I think, because two things for me. A, Pochettino, when he sees things not working, half-time he changes them, and that's what he did. Very rarely does he fail. Exactly. He reads the game well, and unless he's against a manager who can double-think him, and beat him at his own game, we normally play a better second half because of the changes he's made. And for me, I thought the issue against Villa was our formation. Now, we played, according, according to how he set up, 4-3-2-1. Mm-hmm. So, A, f- immediately in our attacking zone, we've got one less player. And I think he tried to accommodate the new player in that defensive midfield. Dombele. Dombele, Yatsusoko, and then you had Wicks. And to me, especially playing against Villa, why are we so defensive? You know what I mean? Obviously they're not, except for Sissoko, ball winners, but they can still do a job, you know, but it's kind of like seven, I can understand we were playing Manchester City mm-hmm. and play that formation and basically hit them on the break. But what happened was that it was Villa who hit us on the break in that first half. That's how they scored the goal. And we really did not look like being a cohesive side. And there was frustration from many players, especially our new player. Because there were moments in that first half where he, he he was frustrated, either about other players and their runs, or basically not getting enough of the ball or doing what... We should have. So, yeah, that first half was not very good for us. Um, and they scored straight away, seven minutes in. Uh, um, Quite a well taken goal. Credit, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he just sort of um, <clears throat> held the held his, uh, his foot back, even just for a millisecond, but it was enough for Rose to make that challenge. And then once he slid high, he just tucked it into the far Oh, exactly. Corner. And I, I, I was surprised that... A Lloris didn't run out. It's almost like... But there wasn't a tracking... No one was tracking him from midfield. If you've got three defensive midfielders, I would have thought one of them would have at least been chasing him. And I think it, from memory it was Sissoko who was the closest, but he, he stopped. He couldn't keep up. So he stopped. And then um, Sanchez held the other Villa player, and then so, which allowed him to go through. And, yeah, Rose slipped... Or overran it really, didn't he? he wasn't, mm. they, the, the the scorer did really trick him, and it was a good finish. And uh, it was clever because obviously they've got some very fast attacking players, and used that trick a few times in that game. Well, that's championship football, isn't it? You know, like fast down the wings. It's a hit it's him on a break. Pace, pace, pace. Counter yeah. attack. Yeah, so they hit us, and we weren't good enough. And I think our defence wasn't cohesive enough to deal with something like that. I think it changed in the second half. But that first half was, was not 
was not good. There was one bit, um, I think halfway through the first half, which and the, some of the uh, refereeing baffled me. Yeah, there was one where I think was it Toby who bundled over one of their players, and then we got the free kick. Do you remember that? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, it, it was. It was just a little moment, but it was kind of like I was like, uh, "What happened there?" But and there wasn't a replay or a close up later. So I couldn't believe that. To me, it was like, well, we fouled the player. But that was one of the things. Uh, and it, it, one of the other uh, highlights was seeing Lynn Hodder in a nice little, in a nice jacket. I kind of like that sort of... <laughs> and the, uh, the country, Optus halftime... Yeah, uh, the country look. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> All he was missing was, you know, his little um, hunting hat. You know, <laughs> like a Sherlock Holmes type yeah, yeah. thing. <laughs> maybe, you know, one of those sort of... And like, a rifle. And, he's, and his, his glasses is hanging off the side of his nose. Yeah, yeah the rifle sort of open over yeah. his arm. <laughs> uh, it, it looked the part, didn't he? I yeah. kind of like that 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 jacket. Um, yeah, look, I, obviously, you know, um, looking at sort of some of my my notes, um, we didn't play well, and that was all over. And then I think I thought, and I spoke. Um, and one of the other things was that we got into positions to shoot, but we didn't shoot. We almost like had to. Pass it to the next person. Yeah, but that's because they were um, basically. It was like you know, the other Chelsea bus. <laughs> but it was kind of like there was times where there was a bit of space, mm. and it was almost like no, let's make sure. And either sometimes some of these players, I think Sissoko took a couple of too many touches at moments near the end of the first half without you know when he should have shot. Um, and I think near the end, Winks um, produced a great sliding tackle where if he had missed that, that Villa guy was straight through and there was no one, I think, behind to stop him. So he saved us. Then he did that little... He, and then he got up again and he did that little touch behind him. To, yeah. Did you remember that? Yeah, vaguely. So that was a, a, a good moment for him, which I kind of liked and showing some of his maturity where he not only perfect timing to slide and stop him, but he had enough speed to get up and tap it behind himself and that basically wrong-footed the, the Villa player. Off he went. So for me, he needs to be playing all the time because we're going to get a very special player out of him once he hits his sort of mid-20s yeah. and so forth and playing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Certainly in that second half, I think one of the things that, that, that came to me was like obviously the um, when we were pushing and pushing and pushing for... For the for the goal to come, nothing was coming, and we were getting pretty late in the in the game. And then obviously the um, the magical uh, um, take it, well, bringing Ericsson on for um, uh, for, Winks. For, for Winks. All of a sudden, it's like things started to happen, and it just made it just made me think of wow, you know. It, it, in all the hoo-ha of pre-season where we've said, you know what, you know, if you're going to go, just go. And then, you know, in some other clubs saying, oh, we don't want to pay that much because we're, you know, there's always been some some knocks on him, you know. Uh, About his big game. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Then all of a sudden he produces a um, substitute performance of, of that sort of nature, which, to be quite honest, I thought was... Um, uh, as profound as as night as night and day, um, it, it it just sort of revitalised. He just sort of took some control. Um, yeah, I thought he had a. It was a almost a, well, 
I shouldn't say it's a masterstroke because we've come to expect that from him, you know, as a as a starting player. But um, off the bench, I thought he was um, he was uh, really really fantastic. The one I wanted to uh, pick your brain about was um, Lamella, who I thought was uh, boring on disgraceful in the first half, but um, obviously uh, played a little bit of a part in Kane's second goal. Um, what do we do with him? Like, what, 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 what do you see for him for this coming? I mean, he's done enough to start, but I don't know if that's because Lacelso isn't right. I mean, does, is is that Lacelso's position? Where? Who knows? I don't know where he's going to put him. We have to wait and see. I think the that first half, him and Mura went in the game because of the formation. Yeah, Mura was a bit was a bit off. Um, it's, it was the formation. It yeah. was almost like it negated that those two players. Because of the way it, we were set up, and then the minute the second half started, did you see Soak almost became the third attacking midfielder? He was on the right a lot and forward, mm. and his play with um, he was our right back. who had a pretty good game. He was always uh, um, Walker Peters. Walker Peters. Peters. Uh, Walker. I like Walker Peters. <laughs> <laughs> um, he had a good. He had a good game. He yeah. made mistakes, but he. Kept, he basically used his pace and was really troubling them on that wing. That wing was his, and even in the <coughs> part of me, even in the first half, he was totally involved on that wing as well. Even when we were bad, there was things coming yeah. through. Now, in in previous years, even even like last year, he was sort of like you know the oh you know the the young the young pups sort of coming yeah. in, and he's got, remember he started against Man City and had a pretty good game, you know. Um, He's now 22 years old now, ready to take that next step. I just wonder if, you know, if we can get like a bit of a Ryan Mason type, um, not, not, not position-wise, but, but to get something out of, out of some of the young players that are in the squad that Pochettino's been known for. Um, obviously, it has got some sense of uh, um, trust in having him, and right back is a very, very important um, uh, place on the pitch. I... The, the one thing where I thought that where he thought maybe that he belonged was that I think in previous years, you know, the, if there's been a physical skirmish, he hasn't really lashed out or anything like that. I remember one of the Villa players sort of had a go and, and he wasn't going to take it. Yeah, the, the Villa player was a foot taller than him as yeah, well. Yeah, but I thought that was really good that he felt, no, 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 I'm, I'm here, I'm not going to take that. Um, and it, it sort of said, oh, you know, that, that he may have, you know, turned, you know, that... At 22 years old, where you become a little bit more mature, and you know it's 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 now or never. I mean, his physique almost looks as um, as muscular as it did when he came down to uh, um, uh, when he came to Sydney a couple of you know all those sort of years ago. You know, uh, does he start against City? I mean, who who are yes. his? Uh, you know, if Foyth was was injury free. And we know that he's going to be out for at least another like three or four matches. Does Foyth does Foyth play? No. Foyth at right back doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I, I'm I'm just not sure. I'm not sure about that. Maybe maybe I'm just thinking about the pace sort of side of things. Defensive wise, I'm sure that he would be fine. But the, just that sort of going forward and producing the pass. That's where you get a player like Walker Peters. And um, you know, I mean, he's whole. I mean, Oreo was on the bench. We, yeah. we, we know what you get 
from Moria. <laughs> Yellow card. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think the, the new Palacios. Uh, we we need to keep him and play him consistently because uh, I think he's got pace, uh, but he's still learning, and that's the thing. It was kind of like even in the second half when he was on their wing and he was playing together with Sissoko, the one thing that I was yelling out to him for was that he needed the overlap. Yeah. So you know what I mean? You're playing that pass, you keep on going. You, you know, give now, th- that option. And he, wasn't, he was stopping. It's funny you should say that because I thought maybe that the plan wasn't to do that. Because Rose on the other side, like, you, we'll, get, we'll get to the other side. And sometimes they were, I was saying, you know, pass wide, pass wide. Never even looked there. And Rose was not, you know, the normal, you know, like bombardier going down yeah. the, the left sort of side. And I just wondered if maybe that was something that uh, Poch didn't want to see because maybe that everyone goes forward, he loses the ball, and that creates two avenues to go forward for them. Well, the thing was for me was that he was always being covered by Toby. So whenever the ball got passed back, Toby was on that wing, Sanchez close, you know, utilising, moving the, the, the back four, moving across if, because uh, Walker Peters was up forward, mm. you know, and, and it, that didn't happen in the first half. So he was covering. Sanchez basically finally in that second half used some of his pace to win the ball as well. First half looked like he was just a statue of one. But there's bits of when Villa could have broken out and he got to the ball first. So he was covering as well. I think we played better as a defensive unit in that second half because of this. They were helping each other and you know and holding that space where someone else was normally. So to me, he could have overlapped because there was that cover coverage. And um, so that was the one thing. It's like, well, when we had Ian... When we had the other Walker there, was it Walker? Yeah, where um, he was, he used his pace and he went down that wing, but we covered him. Yeah. Um, so that's the one thing about him that I thought I wish he, he would have done more there. Yeah. Um, Not that he doesn't have pace, but no, uh, he does. But yeah. I think it's more like. You could be right. It could have been an instruction. Do not overlap. Don't go forward. Mm. Uh, once you get the ball, sit there with Sissoko and provide cover and support. But don't. But there's sometimes where it, he he passed the ball to Sissoko and if he kept on running, and in the past guys like Trippi and all that would make that run yeah. to lay it off and stretch him a bit and then he could cross. He could be like, maybe he's got a terrible cross and they don't want to. Yeah. Which yeah. says a lot. in Spurs. <laughs> um, the Tongan was left on the bench. No, no injury? No, it wasn't on the bench. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're sorry, left out of the match altogether. Yeah, with his sunglasses. Um, yeah, what do, you, what do you read into that? Well, did you... Did you I, I listened to that post-game interview and the guy's trying to get an answer out of Pochettino and sort of asking, did he do something wrong and all that. Maybe Pochettino said, uh, he's older. Maybe he wanted to try Sanchez with Toby. Um, and he should say, well, look, it's a long season. You know, he'll play some games, he won't. But didn't he, hasn't he come back from an injury? I thought he got injured pre-season. I thought he was one of the ones that got injured. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, but that's what yeah. I thought. And, I mean, uh, look, looking at the bench, um, Nkudu. Yeah, he came uh, on. Sort of came on. and I was um, a bit shocked there. Well, yeah, I think we all were. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that he had a very good game, I think, uh, against maybe... Uh, 
was it was it AC Milan or who do who do we play? In the, oh, I, I can't remember. But whatever the last one was, you know, you put in, and, and then obviously in the in the in the games at the end of the season, remember he came on yeah. and provided a very good cross. And I think you know, there's something there. And I, I said this to you, and you scoffed at me. I, I, think, I, I, I think that you know that there is something there. If the maybe perhaps the attitude wasn't there at first, and maybe the, the attitude is there now. And is there a, almost an extra signing that we didn't know that we had? Oh, he! I don't know what to make of him because yeah. when we he came over and he sort of played in a few games, he was so quick, and you know just let him give him the ball and let him run at them, scare them. Mm. But he was never. He never, well, well, the, was I, never I, played consistently, was yeah, he? I, yeah, and I just don't think that the position was there um, to put him in because if you think, you know, um, I mean, what sort of player is he? He's a winger. Fast. Yeah, yeah. So, and last season I thought that the, you know, Danny Rose, when he was sort of pushed up, um, that, that, that that was his sort of position. Um, I think that for you know when you when we're playing the Norwiches of the world and, and the Newcastles of the world who we are going we know that we're going to well not with the Mozanas but, but <laughs> you know do. that you would think that that right now that we would be all on top of I think that he you know in these cup games yeah let, let's just see what 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 he can do um, yeah but all the reports that I, that I read is that yeah he's almost like turned his career around um, I think there was, there was a time there where he thought he was going to go back to Marseille. That's what I thought. Um, we're going to send him back. Yeah, with you know, with Clinton, um, but he just yeah yeah that he's still here and he's seems like um, almost rejuvenated. I think as long as you've got that mental side, then everything else can sort of come. Um, yeah. it, it, let, let's face it. If if he's if mentally or and just with his demeanour that he wasn't that he wasn't right, Pochettino wouldn't put him in. If if his skills just weren't up to it, he wouldn't be at the club. I think Poch sees something there and is prepared to um, work with him throughout the year and just see what, if anything, can be done. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I, I was. I when he when he came on, I was shocked because I think I didn't notice what who was on the bench when Yama was there. Yeah, I know. Having spaghetti, <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, to me, it's kind of it was, so. When he came on, it was a shock. It's like a because there's five or six on the bench, and he chose him to come on. So that means you know there must be something there that he believes in, and he's still around. And that was the biggest shock. I thought he'd, they would have just shot him somewhere else because he never heard of him. You know, he disappeared. So for them to for him to get a, a run, even if it, it was a small amount of time, that's a plus for him. And you know, hopefully. You know, as we need some of these guys who had potential to come in and play, and the, the the best way to achieve that potential is just to play games. You know, that experience and that know-how, and also getting used to the pace of it all. Mm. It will gain you that experience. So, you know, there's so many players who've had potential and never got close to it. I'm glad he he's around because what we lack sometimes is pace. So it's good that he's there, to, yeah. not just to scare some defenders. I, I thought he was good, yeah. for what he was. Um, so, and I know we spoke about Ericsson when yeah. he came on, but I think we started playing immediately in that second half, 
really going at them. And um, your friend Sissoko had uh, so many chances. <laughs> you know, that shot that ended up, he was just facing the goalkeeper and that shot that went across them. I thought, no, that's enough. Well, if, if anything, if Kane was there in position as he oh, should have been, he should have been a tapping. There was no one in front of him. <laughs> that was funny. It was almost like some of that old school Sissoko. Yeah. But uh, you know what? I'm glad he was shooting because one of the things we lacked in the first half was let's have a shot. Yeah. And we shot so many. We, we had like 31 shots a goal or something. You know, our percentage rate isn't very good, is it? But yeah. um, how about the, okay, so um, that first goal, that mm-hmm. new transfer player? Dombele. Dombele. Um, what did you think of that? Uh, well, I, I was surprised that it, that it got through the, the wall. Obviously, it took a deflection. Um, I knew the end, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, it, it was just really good to uh, to see. You, you know, he reminds me. I don't know. You remember Terapt? Yes. I, I don't know if you remember the. Um, I, for me, one of the my most favourite Spurs games back in two thousand five when he made his debut, and um, against West Ham. That was one where we came came from behind and won. I think three two or four three or whatever it was. You know, with um, who's a Canadian guy that. That um, hit the hit the winner. I can't. I can. Stel Terry yeah, yeah. Uh, hit, hit the winner. You know. Um, he um, he reminds me of Trapped. That in that game he was like all you know his legs. It was like a uh, like a, a what do you call it? like a, um, a young chicken, like, <laughs> like a, a chick. Um, yeah, yeah. But just all over the shop, you know, legs and stuff like that. You can see that he hasn't fully formed yet like he when, when he runs he looks a little bit funny he's got the low central gravity but when he runs like his arms are like you know like all over like he hasn't really fully <laughs> you know, but i think that's a good thing you know that we're able to grab him at this point where he's so talented but and then to make him into um it's almost like we've got him right at the correct time hopefully yeah hopefully, yeah. yeah yeah but no i i, I thought he was um it's a lovely goal and yeah. the thought and also the fight um, of Mora to actually keep control of the ball mm-hmm. because he was getting... And set him up. And set him up, yeah. And yeah. then also um, for him to be in that position at the right time. And even just the play before that, you know, fighting hard for the ball. I think was it was it Kane that had the ball then passed it to Mora and then he passed it back out. Yeah. Um, just the, um, you know, the really gutsiness of it all just to keep um, possession. But, uh, but um, uh, I think my favourite moment from that second half was the, the Lamella, because you could see the good and bad in Lamella. <laughs> in um, was it the one? He was the for one Kane's that, second for Kane's first goal. The fear where the, the, had, a bit of pinball, and and I I first wondered if he was offside. But, but um, he came off a defender. So yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But that was the one I think where was it Grealish that was just loping away from the goals. Yeah, yeah. And then Lamella went in, it, fought. It, yeah, he and, sort of stumbled on it for just a, a uh, spare moment, but it was enough to. Uh, but did you? There was Villa players around him, and didn't anyone shout "man on"? Because Lamella, the way he runs, he's very dynamic, and he's like, yeah, you know, like that was that was a good visual for the radio listeners. Yeah. Um, won the ball, 
and then he was like, uh, maybe it was, a, it, was a, it was good that we didn't buy him. And then he had a shot, and it was an awful shot because it yeah. went straight to a player, but he deflected enough for, to hit the luck of Kane where it sort of ended up near his feet and he hit it. And that was like, oh, you know, fantastic. And, and, and where he had the chances in the first half and in the second half it just sort of clicked. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was... Um, I, and that obviously the third goal was... Uh, I think that was my favourite goal because it, it was... Uh, the the ease that Kane hit it, but also the calmness around him. It was kind of like he just tapped it a little bit in front of him because there was someone behind him. And then there was, you know, there was that guy in front of him who basically didn't go and tackle, just sort of went... Mm. And then just to hit it perfectly timed into that corner. You know, just like that. It's all right, lads, I've got this. And bang, you know? It was just calm and as a classy goal. Um, and uh, I kind of uh, enjoyed that. And that he scored two goals in the first game. First game, when he doesn't score in August, uh, was good. Um, and of course, like you said, Ericsson. And that Ericsson's free kick, where they made, that, their villa keeper made a heroic dive to save that. Because to keep it down so close to the goals and to... Get him to dive. And went between two players' so, yeah. heads. Yeah, the guy's trying to hit it. He's like, yeah. no, mate, where are you going? Yeah. They deserve the goal. So uh, overall, you know, our second half, we were just totally different and relentless. That was the word. Yeah. Just kept at him, kept at him. And I kind of like there wasn't that f- frustration. You know, when you're sort of in these games and you can't score and you get frustrated. Yeah. They were just single it, it, it was sort of like, you know, finally we got reward for effort. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, yeah. So It's like law and order was was uh, restored. Yeah, yeah. It was that second half made up for the the terrible first half. Ridiculous <laughs> first half. Okay, so uh, next week let's just go into predictions because we've got to get out of here. Um <laughs> What's um? So we've got City. I'm just trying to see when we're playing them. So that's two Sunday. Thir- yeah, two thirty in the morning. Um, well, you might have to do the podcast by yourself. <laughs> um, what's your prediction? How how are we going to go? It's very difficult at the beginning of the season to sort of really know. Yeah, but is now a good time to face them? Uh, I mean, uh, I'm sick and tired. I, I was told some of the other guys, well, I'm sick and tired of having to go over there. It, the last couple of years, it's always been on our on our road trip on the way home. Yeah. Get it over and done with now. Yeah, I, I'm a bit fearful because I think we haven't had the chance for the new players to gel or play because they will make us but, a better but, team. But maybe that's something that... City can't prepare for. Well, I don't know. I think they. Mm. I know I'm grasping at straws, but it's. it's to tell you the truth, is they... uh, my, the truth for me is that we'll lose. Yeah. And. Huh. And uh, we might lose by three goals. That's biggest fear only because basically, you know, going to West Ham and winning five 0 is probably not that big a deal, and they probably did it because we're, we're not. Oh, talking. that was a joke! How how easy that was for them. So yeah, so there's. There might be issues at West Ham. We don't know. Mm. But you know what? Um, let's get it over done with. If we lose, we lose. If we get a point, I'll be extremely happy. But I don't see us coming out with a win. Well, I don't think we'll lose, but I think it'll be a 2-2 draw. Okay. 
Yeah. That's kind of like your 5 0 predictions in the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which probably means that we'll lose. Yeah. <laughs> look, but, look, but look, look, it's, I think it's just important to obviously not get too emotional about. Really? You're <laughs> saying that? <laughs> yeah, look, like, like I said, this is, you know, it could be we get them nice and early. Um, we actually we actually play very well at there. Um, we haven't always got the results, but you, you have a look at you know what, the last time we were there, the the whole Champions League, you know, sort of semi final. Um, in previous quarter. years, a uh, quarter final, sorry. Son has always had a good game. Now I know he's not going to be there, but you know um, we've got Lamella. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I've always thought that we've we haven't always got the score to reflect. You know that we've had some good possession in in yeah. some of those games in the past. But that's one of the things that I have not liked about us is that we don't. We sometimes just have a lot of possession, but it amounts to like no shots and stuff. Yeah, it's possession for possession's sake yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Look, yeah. I hope you're right. I hope we do get a point. It'll be a great point. It'll be almost like a win for us. Yeah. So early in the season, and um, it would sort of show people that we were serious about, you know, we're, that we're up there with City and Liverpool. Like a lot of people have sort of put us up there already. And even in just the comments about that game, oh, look, you know, they need to keep winning. They need to do this to keep up. They're treating us seriously this time as not a surprise contender, but, you know, up there. And then hopefully with the the all the new players, you know, getting in there, gelling, us becoming a new type of team, because what we need now is that we need that changeover now, the second version of the Pochettino Spurs side. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've had all these other players and this is how much we've achieved, which is great. We got to the Champions League final. But now, I think like Ferguson, when he was at Man United, that every four or five years, there'd be that slow turnaround where a lot of that he needs to do that as well now. And I think that's what he was pushing with some of these players with Levy's. Like, yeah. we need to freshen up, not only to freshen up, make the squad stronger, but remove some of these players because they've done their bit. I don't think we can get further with these guys. So if that means that Dyer doesn't is always on the bench and basically leaves, fine. As long as next year, you know, even in January we buy a player, maybe next year we buy another three players, you know what I mean? And with some of the young kids coming through, before you know it in a couple of years, we got, we've got a very uh, a, a side that's been transformed into a whole different mm. and playing at that next level, um, which, which showed that Pochettino can adapt and move, you know what I mean? And yeah. not just really change that side so he's got a whole different team. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, interesting. All right, well, we've blown the budget again as far as time is concerned. Of course. Um, we've given our predictions. Um, I don't think there's anything really much else for us to no, say, is there? No, I think they're sick of us now. Yes. So now uh, we'll be here next week? Maybe. Who knows? You might have to do this, the, the review. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Well, I suppose it depends 
on the Monday morning whether there's a like a highlight, like a twenty minute thing. You know how they do that on Optus, where there's twenty minutes. No, no, no it's it, it's Sunday morning. I thought it was Sunday morning, Sunday night. No, are you sure? Yeah, it's it's like Saturday night, Sunday morning. Oh, then I can watch it. Yes, then we'll I was wondering it. what you were uh, going on about. So <laughs> it's um, yeah. So we're um, are you sure? Yeah, yeah. We're two thirty. So we're the we're the we're the late Saturday game again. Yeah. Yeah, two thirty okay. Sunday morning. All right. So do we do it if we lose? <laughs> oh, look, we'll, we'll try and do it again. Yes. Cool. Not once a month. We'd like the, the Queen visit. We turn up for a month, never come back. All right, let's go. Um, come on, you Spurs. Of course.